1: <laughs> here we go hey we're here we're here now yeah here we're okay. <laughs> craig's here howdy um i'm switching it up i'm drinking wine tonight so Ooh, fancy yeah it's so, all in honor of uh the 13th episode season two of um triple m podcast triple m podcast everybody yeah. oh, welcome to the show you I'm, forget where I'm, you were I'm metal ginger i always forget where i am probably because i never pay attention to where i am that might be it yeah
2: i don't even know i think i'm in my living room
3: (sighs) i got a tropic haze beer that's pretty nice who makes that uh silver city Mm, never heard of it it's a tacoma brewery oh okay
1: yeah that makes sense tea town
2: Great city. Uh, yeah. Can't yeah I can't wait to be a back. Couple local beers. They got Fruit a bunch of local Bellingham, beers here. Bellingham, I got the other one.
1: Yeah. Hawaiian Microbrews. Yeah, there's a there's like two or three on island here. Probably more than that actually. There's enough. Yeah, there's Wahoo. Um, I think there's Honolulu Brewing. Um, oh, yeah. There's Hanakoa there's there's a few of them <clears throat> and they're all real good like and what's cool is there's like a camaraderie between them all like I'll go down um to the village where I go and grab my beers here and there's always somebody from one of the other breweries that's like in there <laughs> hanging out and talking to the people behind the counter like we're just chilling yeah and they they you know they do um Like limited runs, um, and they'll like get together and make joint ventures of different stuff. So, everybody's really fucking chill here. Super cool.
3: Nice. I think that's kind of a beer culture thing. I don't know if it's the same everywhere because obviously we don't bounce state to state, but Mm -hmm. I'd assume there's kind of a chill, relaxed attitude with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Unless somebody's like just a straight up
1: dick. (laughs) Yeah. Probably like, when it gets bigger, you know, when you're like the bigger companies like Coors or Budweiser yeah. or whoever.
3: Yeah. It's like similar. I i don't even know what the wine world is like, but my friend from the freaking mead realm, like he has similar stories about meaderies and like rival meaderies. Yeah, so like, like just <laughs> alcohol in general breeds competition and
2: Friendships. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That'd Let's be see. funny
3: though. You go to like a winery, pay for a nice expensive stay, like you don't drink this asshole's wine here. None of that shit.
2: <laughs> <Get laughs> that that Francis Ford here. Coppola
3: crap. This yeah. is Maynard James Keenan's. Yeah, he fucking
1: <laughs> he only ages it in this kind of barrel. Fuck those barrels. Trash. Oh my god.
3: That's the rivalry I need like to see. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola's wine versus Maynard's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing.
3: There you go,
2: they're beefing. <laughs>
1: uh, what was it? Maynard was on like uh, the Rogan podcast. And yeah. Just talking about his fucking wine for, what, like 45 minutes or something? Yeah, he went on for a bit for that one. Yeah.
3: I think uh, I kind of preferred... I what was the wrestler who has the podcast. Oh, man. Uh, The guy that was in Fozzie.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Well, he has a podcast. So, yeah. Right. Adam Jones is on his podcast, but he was talking more about the band history and stuff. So that was a little more interesting than hearing about the wine.
1: Right. Uh, Jericho. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Jericho seems like a cool guy.
1: Yeah, he's all right. Nice dude. I wonder if you were to go, hey, Maynard, uh, in 25 years, bro, you're going to be uh, making wine. What hmm. do you say? Like, in the, like, you know, oh, under yeah, days and stuff? <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, I wonder what he would say. That'd be funny.
3: I wonder if, like it always, Wine always reminds me of the episode of The Simpsons where Bart goes to France to be a foreign exchange student. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh my god, it's classic. Cause he like yeah. They get this kid. Turns out he's like a Russian spy, this like the, the one they swapped him for. But like <laughs> Homer and Marge, they all love this kid. Like they would honestly probably trade Bart for him. But they send well, Bart yeah. to France for his foreign exchange school, and it, it turns out he just ends up with these two thugs. And they force him <laughs> to make wine all day.
1: Oh, I think I might have seen that one.
3: Yeah, dude, it's like one of the classic ones, and he like finds out that he's pouring antifreeze in the wine, and Bart realizes he can speak French because he's heard it too,
1: like so much. <laughs> classic Man. Simpsons. Classic Simpsons. Oh, All why right. can't that happen instead of the one that the future that they uh, predicted now?
3: Yeah, like I could take a little <laughs> exchange student scandal over yeah. what's going
2: on. <laughs> Oh shit! So you got well, Hey, first off, what kind of t-shirt you wearing?
1: Um, I'm just wearing a car t-shirt. <laughs> tell, you what, tell you what, mine says on it. It says "Pig Destroyer." Pig Destroyer. Wow, that's a good shirt. It's a damn good shirt.
3: Damn good. <laughs> it's also a fucking excellent album.
1: Yeah, that album is really really good. Uh, it's kind of short. But still, real good. Yeah,
3: I mean, what do you expect? It's Grand core.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, there's that one track that's like 12 minutes long, and it's
3: like a <laughs> newscast
1: or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah, a little trippy music scape thing. Yeah. I thought it was an excellent album, even yeah, though no, it's a good even album. EP length with it. Like if you cut that sixth track off, it'd probably be super short. But oh yeah. The songs that are on it, man, you can't complain. They kill.
1: So um, by the time of this recording, uh, there's an hour and 20 minutes left on Bandcamp Friday. Oh. <laughs> by the time we push this episode out, <laughs> long <laughs> long have passed.
3: It is over. <laughs> <coughs> Hope yeah. you enjoyed it.
1: Uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to hold back on my expenditure <laughs> this Friday. Yeah, right. But um, Bandcamp has come out and said that they're going to extend uh, the first Friday um, yeah. until the end of the year.
3: Oh, cool! Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that seems like a little mini holiday. We've
1: yeah, I like it. it. That and it's like um, there. There seems to be like everybody's kind of cashing in on it. I mean, yeah. as well they should, but they're they're coming out with like cool, unique uh, albums um merch all this other stuff to to really start like they'll ring out and sell on that first Friday. So yeah, good for them and trying to get you know money during the the times that we are living through right now.
3: <laughs> in, in these challenging times. Mm-hmm. In these trying times. Like thank <coughs> you, thank you, Charmin toilet paper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. I've got uh I got four I got four bands, four buy yeah. I'll talk about here.
3: Is a um, pig destroyer on that list? Because I already did it.
1: No, we, <laughs> we didn't we talk about pig destroyer last week?
3: Yeah, that was the pre-order. Now I have the oh, actual. Oh, true. Well, I true, had the actual true. last week, but that was, like, I think I got the record early, so that wasn't really.
2: A yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I don't have pig destroyer. Oh, well. I do. Okay. Do you want to talk about pig destroyer?
3: Yeah. Well, I already kind of grasped about it, but
1: yeah, Pig Destroyer is fucking awesome.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, All I'm right. wearing
3: the damn shirt. I made a point to put this shirt on just so I can be official.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then cut one, off one Someday, have YouTube that we can see it.
3: <laughs> YouTube live pods. Yeah. One day, man, we'll have a Joe Rogan basement setup. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, he's got that crazy new setup now, and now he's on Spotify. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I, liked, uh, I would like to watch his podcast, but then podca- like Spotify is actually doing videos, too. Oh, yeah. So when you open up the app and you start listening to it, like, you can listen to it, but then there's also the video in the app of nah. the podcast. Crazy. They're going, Yeah, they're good. Yeah. You know? I haven't checked what that since he's gone. What, a what a world we live
3: world. in now. What a world. If you want to talk any more about
1: Pig <laughs> Destroyer, that was it.
3: Uh, I mean, if you yeah. haven't understood the fact that I love that album, like it's <laughs> I am running for uh, my AOTY. Oh shit,
1: yeah, it's getting up there. We got 3 months, 3 months yeah. to the, the list.
3: I mean, I might start tinkering with it earlier than I did last time cuz I think I threw it together pretty quick. Like,
1: oh shit. Yeah, I think it was like december when we threw it together <laughs>
2: like oh crap
1: <laughs> he's got to yeah. hear it. um all right uh first one that i'll talk about um I, I think we had talked about it previously but not on the podcast is uh volcanova vol- oh yeah volcanova yeah.
3: vol um
1: volcanova 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 i don't know um so these guys are kind of i i don't know they're almost surf, like surf stoner metal.
3: <laughs> I think it is, works fantastically.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like the ad- album title is Radical Waves, and it's a skeleton dressed up like, I don't know, he looks like a hippie. <laughs> he's got a bandana on, and he's smoking and he's surfing. Uh, and it's like the beach background and everything. But yeah. Um, Super fun, like, energetic stoner metal with just kind of, like, that surfer-ish vibe to it. It's pretty fantastic. Hell yeah.
3: Like, I wouldn't have expected, like, stoner surfer metal. They came from Iceland, right?
1: Uh, yeah,
3: Iceland. Like, well, stoner surfers are in Iceland.
1: Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) So weird.
3: Get your Uh, ice-cold wetsuit
1: on. We're going surfing. yeah they i ended up uh, grabbing their album for uh, the band camp day nice cuz i was i was just fucking digging it there's one that's like super duper van is one of their songs and then stone man <laughs> snowman is another one nice. um and then sushi sam is <laughs> <laughs> uh fantastic super like just energetic and fun stoner rock it's I, I don't know how it works but they fucking pull it off really well
3: yeah it was really Uplifting, yeah, <laughs> I Let's get a this. fun time listening to
1: it. Yeah, yeah, I dig it.
3: Well, I'm gonna like have to counterbalance the fun time.
1: <laughs> what are we gonna talk about? Doom, uh,
3: nah, black. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I'm gonna kind of roll two albums then together because I bought them at the same time, even though one's new. Okay. And I think when we started, I mentioned these guys because I found about like one of their albums was getting lost in the band camp rabbit hole but ours land i think they are a russian black metal outfit but they had a couple more recent releases i bought their pre-ordered for moscow 19 or 1654
2: mm-hmm.
3: their newest album and they got ascetic doom for their other one but Yeah, yeah. They still like. I love the Rasputin album from way back in season one. (laughs)
2: Yeah,
3: (laughs) these two albums are pretty solid. Like the artwork is super black metally. Like looks like a blackboard with a chalk drawing on it.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at them now. Yeah, they're super cool. It's like um, there was there's that kind of black paper that you etch onto and you pull white out of. Yeah, kind of like the opposite. Yeah, it's like negative paper, negative art paper or something. Yeah. Yeah, I dig
2: it.
3: So uh, Moscow, 1654, according to their bandcamp bio, is kind of about the Black Death. So I'm sure you're going to have a really good time.
2: Yeah, it's going to (laughs) be
3: super positive. Stoner surf music about the Black Death. Yeah. But yeah, uh, these guys are really solid. Like, I've liked what they've done so far. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I'm, proud, I'm pretty sure this is probably a one man band kind of thing. Yeah. But it kind of blends think. Doom and black elements in together. So, it's really cool. Like, two, it genre, like two
1: Yeah. It seems like there's a lot of one man black metal bands coming out of Russia.
3: Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do out there? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Make yeah, vodka but... and make black metal
1: i just imagine them like living in like some hill or something inside (laughs) in the hill (laughs) yeah and then like there's not civilization around for fucking miles Uh, i
3: have no idea what the screenshot is from like i've never found it it's one of the the older pictures of the internet but i assumed it was from russia yeah this depressing background he's like like there's nothing to do here but drink (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah that sounds about right
3: it's like it's snowing it's miserable here's some vodka
1: <laughs> yeah stay out of the gulag and just fucking stay away from everybody else i'm sure
2: yeah. the the covid lockdown is like what this is normal life right
1: uh, all right, right let's see here uh, next one i've got a pre-order um, I shared this with you. Uh, this is Hell Ripper. Oh, fuck you! Yeah. Uh, the album is The Affair of the Poisons. Um, these guys um, kind of... They sound like, like kind of old school thrash and speed metal. Yeah. Um, but they've got... I don't know. The, the tags, apparently they're just... They want everything. They want to encompass it. They have black metal, <laughs> death metal, metal, punk, speed metal, thrash metal, crust extreme metal heavy metal uh new wave of british heavy metal and they're either out of scotland or yeah okay so scotland because they also say the united kingdom and that's part of um yeah. there's only one track out right now vampire's grave but it's fucking killer um it's like got that thrash that speed thrash metal to it but instead of singing about you know like politics or you know like toxic holocaust and stuff like that it's more kind of horror oriented oh, I which I, I i i kind of dig I, I I dig that spin on it so um pretty pretty fucking badass i pre-ordered it um with the band cap day so nice
2: yeah
3: <laughs> did i send you a metal meme it's kind of like when you're two minutes into the song and the horror intro music is still going, it's
2: like <laughs> where riff? Where's yeah. the riff? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is a good way
3: to find a good B movie horror flick, though. Just like listen to some metal tracks from like horror-oriented
1: bands. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially like the old school ones. Were were we talking about? No, oh, who was I? I think I saw. It some meme and I was talking about, um, Rob zombie. And if he owned like the rights to all of the different fucking horror movies that he would sample all the time, Oh,
3: dude. <laughs> He'd be <set> to life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He like, yeah, I watched house of a thousand corpses, but we can talk about movies after, but yeah, of, I need to watch the other two to see if I held up.
1: Yeah. It's uh, been a minute. All right. What do you got?
3: Uh, Actually, I'm another Neptunian maximalism. Related.
1: All right. All right.
3: This one's a live album called HS63, a solar drone opera
2: orchestra.
1: <laughs> That's K-R. quite the title.
3: Yeah, it's a long,
2: but, you know, it's Neptunian maximalism, like, extra, extra. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: So, yeah, it's a live track or a, three live tracks. And I mean, this is a big big-ass chunk of music though because it's neptunian maximalism so it's like the first track's a half hour long jesus second one's three minutes i don't know maybe that was them tuning up
1: (laughs) (laughs) that was them like cooling down from the first track
3: like i have blisters (laughs) jesus christ oh i fucking love this band (laughs) yeah Like, I don't know, I kind of went down this, like, I think you sent me these guys at first and I listened Mm to them, I was like, avant-garde fucking psychotic jazz, like, I don't know, it seems to be something I'm trying to
2: dig more into.
1: Yeah, they're out there, man, they're fucking, it's so good, you'll listen to it, and you just, because, I I don't know, you can't listen to it and be like, these guys suck, it's more like, these guys are on a different level, and I don't know, like, if you don't like them, you just be like, I don't know if I can be up to that level. You know, I'm I'm not on that plane of existence, basically.
3: Yeah. It's like a transcendental experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're super good.
3: Yeah. The music's tight. Like it's definitely got some like acid jazz or doom jazz, but they have like sun. o sounding swaths of music that roll through it. And I don't know. Like you just listen to it in a dark room with your eyes closed. Right probably see some shit
2: yeah
3: (laughs) i don't need weed I have neptunian maximalism (laughs) which it sounds like weed if it's not a strain already
1: (laughs) there could be a strain named after them it's fantastic
3: (laughs) they're they're damn well should be maybe that's what i'll leave that's that's what i'm gonna do in this world to leave my mark yeah name name a strain of weed after neptunian maximalism
1: (laughs) dig it. here. Uh, oh, so wow. Next up, I've got um, Zeal and Ardor. They <laughs> just dropped an album, um, well, a pre-order for it today. God, they're so good. Called uh, Wake of a Nation. And um, the album cover itself is pretty striking. It's two uh, nightsticks from cops, basically making it, uh, put together, making ba- uh, an upside down cross, mm-hmm. of course, with Arter being pretty much on the, the darker side of, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> themes, thematics. <Yeah>. Um, <clears throat> there's only two tracks out right now. There's vigil, which is, um, basically about somebody getting shot and, um, now they can't breathe. It's all about, you know, um, everything that's going on. In America, all of the uh police brutality and everything else. Um yeah, such yeah. a really fucking good track though. Um and for them to come out with something like that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, and then the next one is called I Can't Breathe. So I you'd probably be able to figure out what that's about. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um but yeah, so that's the two tracks that are out right now. I ended up uh, pre-ordering the the vinyl yeah
3: um, i just did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it reminded me i was like oh i gotta get that
1: so yeah zeon uh who people aren't familiar with like i think they kind of rose to fame on there they had this a few tracks come out that were chain gang ish style um, yeah
3: like uh black metal meets traditional black folk music
1: yeah um super good really really good music and then uh you know they, i they haven't stopped they've been kind of pushing the envelope of their own style i don't think that they've they've tried to settle um yeah. and how they want to sound they're always incorporating new um you know styles and and uh themes into their music but super good
3: yeah i mean that first album you go anywhere between like the traditional black folk chain gang kind of thing to fucking lullabies and like brutal black metal like it swings everywhere but he does it really well yeah
1: uh, yeah he's able to balance it out somehow and it, it makes it all very very good
3: yeah he's a super good musician they all are yeah all right uh, the next one I got from a dude in Ireland okay so it's a black metal band at Draws a lot of inspiration from Tolkien's universe.
1: Oh, like you do
2: in the Black Mountains, like you you do. So it's Court Courtirian New album is called Elu. It's got some weird fucking accents on their words. (laughs) Yeah,
3: but yeah, this is another band I have listened to before, and I think I'm number two of the two people who've bought this are supported by um, show <laughs> awesome. some love. Yeah, they are super, super good. All right. I mean, they. there's probably one dude. I mean, I assume, I just assume most black metal is just one guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's either like one guy or it'll be like one dude and then like some random other people that kind of guessed on the spot. Like, oh, we had this guy play the mandolin. Like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And it'll be like two seconds of mandolin, and that'd be about like it. Like you yeah. get a credit, for it. <laughs> just like add some atmosphere.
2: Yeah. And so his yeah. a backlog on
3: Bandcamp, like he has a lot of releases. So if you do dig this album, I'd recommend listening to his other stuff. Yeah, because it's all excellent black metal, pretty straightforward. Like, yeah, it is one guy. It's his name is. Dolos. And he does everything. <laughs> so,
1: that makes sense.
3: So, super talented guy. Go give him some love, especially. Well, it's too late now, but Bandcamp Fridays. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Too, too late now uh, as of the publishing of this episode.
3: Yeah. But still, you know, throw him some yeah. money. She's shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, <coughs> so somehow. Um, we, we had okay. talked before about, um, fucking be, uh, people making covers, like getting together, like kind of yeah. super groups for one-offs on YouTube and everything. And, uh, I had already talked to you about two minutes to late night. Um, yeah, yeah, that's great before and two minutes to late night. I ended up, uh, giving the money on Patreon because mm. like, I just fucking went down a rabbit hole for one whole day. And just watch all these did. different fucking videos from two minutes to late night. And they're fucking amazing. Um,
3: yeah, they're super funny. Like just the costumes in their shows alone.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they'll do like the live shows um, back pre, you know, shut down and everything when you could actually go to places. Um, and uh, yeah, you could actually go out with other people standing around you within six feet and nobody Whoa. would worry about dying um but so and now s- since that since post lockdown and everything they're they're doing a lot of um and we talked about this before how uh they would be on youtube and you know how they would mix it all together and everything um but one of their it seems like a constant guest um is a uh, mutoid man mm. is this group um and they have a few albums on bandcamp and it's kind of metal kind of punk um just really fucking good but i figured that I, I you know i wanted to throw them some money just because they're on so many of these tracks from 2 minutes to late night and i wanted to support them the fucking fantastic work that they do there so um yeah mutoid man nice. super good yeah got it it's uh, like kind of energetic kind of punk kind of metal You know, that harder kind of, you know, kind of blurs the lines a little bit. Quite hardcore
3: or not there yet?
1: Um, not really hardcore, but it's definitely not like if I were to say punk and then you're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know, you know, new, the pop punk or everything that people are used to. It's definitely not there. It's like the older kind of aggressive style. Oh, cool.
2: Yeah.
3: But also check out
1: Two Minutes to Late Night because that shit is fucking amazing.
3: Yeah, the first one you sent me, they were uh, Austin Power Rangers.
2: Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, this is great.
3: <laughs> so fucking good. Um, I got kind of, well, I got three left, but I think the third one we'll both talk about. Definitely. Okay. Uh, my next one is over. Has anyone? Yeah. So I got Flowers of Evil, and it is, you know, they haven't gone back to Black Metal. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and we talked about that before too, um yeah. offline yeah. like over they like they came out with like there was a goal basically just to make like three kind of black metal albums and then never touch black metal again.
3: Yeah. I mean the black metal albums they made are fucking damn near perfect.
1: Yeah, I mean they're yeah, they're they're fucking fantastic. And then the other albums that they have made since the black metal albums are, are totally different. Like they kind of made what, like a almost um like a techno album ish. Yeah. It's almost but, like
3: electric pop. Like well, I don't know if it's pop.
1: But it's like yeah. in the electronica vein. Yeah. And it's super good. Like it, whatever they do is going to be really, really good.
3: Yeah. It's super nice. Like, really good songwriting the tracks are great like um kind of reminds me a bit of like Depeche Mode yeah but maybe like more uh, guitars and stuff yeah yeah it's not like all synth
2: right right right
3: but i mean their black metal's fantastic phenomenal so some of my favorite black metal but also i love their more electronic stuff so he keeps it interesting mhm I will continue to support. Yeah. And uh, what's, you You said you had four?
1: Uh, yeah, I only had four. Oh, what's you? I mean, I can one? pull, I could probably pull more out, but. <laughs> I don't, I don't
3: well, know. I got one more. I'll I just built my last one. My last one. Just do it. Bring it. Gotta, I'm not going to fucking say this right. <laughs> Stygian, Stygian. That's I'm into. So this one is another Doom kind of funeral, almost Doom, but it has the the uh, you know, Mario's Lewandowski artwork on it.
2: Yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah.
3: Has a marching gigantic horde of freaking cloaked beings floating towards some guy in a field, and really cool right. artwork. But the album is phenomenal. Yeah. So it's some solid black metal meets doom metal. Funeral doom definitely has a lot of funeral aspects to it.
1: Yeah. Didn't I send this to you?
3: Uh, yeah. I bought it right before you sent it to me. Oh, perfect. But there you go. I was, like, I was like, at least we're on the same track. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The album, the album, just like the, or well, the album cover looks so fucking good. That, yeah. that artwork that guy has is so like, Ah, uh, I don't know. He he's definitely fucking killing it, though. It's so good.
3: Yeah, like he's just like I wouldn't mind putting some of his artwork on my walls. You know, like it's that good. Yeah. So I'm really glad the metal community has seen this stuff, and like you see it everywhere. And it always seems to be the band that has his artwork always sounds pretty good.
2: <laughs> right. There's only yeah, been a not...
3: couple where I've like he's had it, and it just wasn't my jam. Hmm. But I appreciate that they give the artist some love. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly.
1: (laughs) Oh, definitely. Yeah. I wonder, like, it'd be cool to read, like, an interview with him uh, and talk about, like, his creative process. Because I wonder if he just comes up with art and then a band is like, I want this. Or a band is like, hey, here's some, like, rough cuts of the album. And we want you to make artwork for it. And then he, you know, tries to do, like, an inspiration from the music to put onto, like, a canvas.
3: Yeah. Honestly, that'd be a pretty cool, like, subject for, like, a mini-duck. Yeah. Because, like, you see him everywhere. Like, he's all over the place. hmm And his artwork is creepy and, like, sweeping and epic-looking. Just dark. Yeah. So it's pretty unique.
1: Yeah, and it's always like some kind of like expansive landscape with you know ominous shit in the background, and it could be you know people or large beings or what, like sometimes there's a big doorway or something, and there's you know yeah. it it just it has that um what's that one um there's that PlayStation Two game or whatever it was like um mm. uh, something it was like Colossus. Oh, Shadow
3: of the Colossus. Yeah,
1: Shadow of Colossus. Yeah, could be like in there, but meets probably like Dark Souls or something.
3: Yeah, dark version of that game. But
2: yeah, honestly, I'm. I kind of wish there was one of those now. <laughs> yeah, there should be. I love those old school like PlayStation games that are really dark and like disturbing. Hmm.
3: Like you ever played Nightmare Creatures? Uh, no. Uh, it's so classic. I still like playing it, even though it looks totally janky nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can play a... The, you have a monk who has a big stick, or you play with a girl that has a sword, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But you're walking through, like, old-timey London at night, and there's, like, these giant monsters that have escaped your enemy's laboratory or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. The, the render distance is, like, nil. So when a monster comes out, it's always a six six foot or ten foot tall beast, and it scares the shit out of you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: like, um, I think Shadow of the Colossus, like they came out with a remake, didn't they? Or um... Yeah,
3: they touched it up. I think I have it on my PS4.
2: Yeah. All right. I, I think I might have both versions. I still have my PS2. Yeah. It's yeah, a good like- game, though. I it's pretty challenging,
1: right? I remember playing the demo. I think I played the demo for it uh, on PS2 a long fucking time ago. But
3: I'd say it held up really well. Like you could still have fun playing it. Yeah, like a lot of old games, you play again after you like you have this nostalgia trip. You're like, this looks like hot shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. I've been watching. There's that new. um, There's a new show on Netflix. Where it's talking about like the video games. Oh, yeah. I've been like, watching a little of that too. Yeah. Like the 70s and 80s and yeah. well, 90s. Now, I think the new one, <laughs> the new episode I'm watching is talking about Mortal Kombat and like oh, the yeah. rating system and everything. But that's super interesting too. Um, and there's like that nostalgia. Like, man, you, you can't fucking. People today like try to play, like even now, like me, try to go back and play like like Sonic and trying to get far in that game i don't remember how i got as far as i did you know yeah
3: it takes a lot of really fast reflexes yeah well i mean even then there's some games that are harder like reflex wise but you know like, oh, yeah you breeze through it when you're a kid and you're yeah. like what the fuck is this
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah there's a few games that kind of harness that um that kind of 8-bit or 16-bit feel i think shovel knight was one of them yeah. um that was really really great i think that was on xbox Um, and Steam, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember back in probably 2003. Um, one of my friends had bought uh, an old Nintendo. Hmm. Um, no, they it was was it a Super Nintendo? Maybe it was a Super Nintendo. Yeah, because we were playing like Donkey Kong Country and shit. And we would fucking be sitting there and drinking. And my friend's dorm room and just playing like all these old SNES games and just getting our asses handed to us. Yeah. It's just really fucking incredible. Yeah. And I mean I it's like, like some of us like be playing games all the time since then, and we're still trash at those old games.
2: Yeah.
3: That's yeah, it's crazy. I love old I mean my SNES, it needs some love, it's got parts of it kicked off like it had a rough move last time we moved somewhere
1: yeah there's isn't there well actually now to think about it i think it shut down like two or three years ago but there was a place in tacoma that um had all the old video games and stuff
3: yeah there's a couple of them i know like one's in the mall and there's one down on south tacoma way that still has it's like a similar setup where it has like a segmented areas of the store where you can Go like uh, Sega or Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I mean, they always always had old consoles. Like, they even had the uh, Japanese versions of the SNES and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's cool.
3: So, they're still there. Um, I mean, I'm hoping this COVID shit goes away so these businesses can get more revenue and stay where they are.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's a good time, too. I mean especially that area to go to like the church cantina, get some tacos and a horror movie themed taco bar. and <laughs> Yeah. Played some arcade games.
1: <laughs> yeah. There was, cause there was, um, there was a one arcade on sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, and then a, there was,
3: I don't know if that one's there. We have the triple triple knock, which is just all pinball now.
1: Yeah. Well that one, what was the one that's across from the record shop? High voltage.
3: That was it, triple knock.
1: Oh, is that okay? Because I remember yeah. we went over to a high voltage that one day and then went over to triple knock.
3: Yeah, played yeah, some yeah. pinball, had some beers. Yeah, uh, the yeah. pizza place actually next, kind of close to the record store, they have a ton of like they expanded their video game boxes, so it's like half the place. It wasn't very big to begin with, but now half of it's arcade games. And good luck getting a table.
1: <laughs> Damn.
3: Pizza is good. I mean, you can kill time playing some arcade games while you're waiting for a seat.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So Man, yeah. I can't wait to get back there.
3: It's all kinds of fun crap out here to do.
1: Yeah. Um, you want to take a uh, break? Yeah. Come back. Talk about movies.
3: Uh, one more big thing. Oh, okay. So I think we didn't have a chance to talk about it last time, but uh, Power Trip. Yes. So. The lead singer, unfortunately, Riley Gale passed away fucking far too young at 34. Yeah. So, Bandcamp Friday, too late for you, but I mean, if you're a metalhead, you probably were already aware of this and getting in on it. But it's a good time to stock up on friggin' Power Trip. Yeah. Because it was such a good band. I mean, so- I don't know if they're going to pull an ACDC and find a new singer. It's kind of still early super yeah. unfortunate but like dude they got so good
1: yeah power trip's fucking amazing we have i think we've talked about him before on the show um but also so with bandcamp to today um it was their um southern lord is it southern lord yeah southern lord yeah. is matching all of the dude uh, all of the purchases so if you buy their album digitally southern lord will match it and then uh, donate that to Dallas Hope Charities. Nice. Yeah. So that was super super cool. In fact, we were um, we were just watching um, we were talking about the the barbecue um, the chess table on Netflix, and there was a really quick second where somebody it it showed like the upper part of their from the back of like their shoulder, and I was like, hey, that's a power trip shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that that's fucking cool that you know people like it's it represented there and i like you know I explained who power trip was and what just happened but um yeah i went ahead i didn't have the power trip albums um yeah. so i ended up you know they're like eight bucks on Bandcamp. i went ahead and grabbed both of them just because one it's it's trying to support power trip through all of this and then two the the matching from southern lord so that because that's really really cool of them
3: yeah so r.i.p Gone yeah definitely way too goddamn soon such a
1: such a massive loss and like everybody in the community too um there's uh, a bunch of bands that were you know heartbroken you
2: know yeah.
1: there's some people that was be talking about um just being super emotional and and you know crying you know yeah. for, for a while um there's a few guys that are on like um banger tv uh daniel decay um who was really good friends with him, um, had a lot of kind of dedication posts to him and everything else. And Banger was talking about him. And then there was a bunch of other like just record companies and and artists and everything else that would you'd see their Instagram and it was all just talking about um, just talking about him and how great of a person he really really was. Yeah.
3: So, fucking hard times for the metal community.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, yeah, with
3: that, we should probably take a break and we can talk some movies.
1: Yeah, we'll talk some movies when we come back. Hell yeah. All right. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to go get a refill on this wine here real quick. Yeah, I need another beer. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll be right back.
0: A little flexibility can go a long way.
2: Boom.
1: Alright, we're back. Back for right. the half hair. Hell yeah. Uh I don't think we we didn't really have um an assignment of watching any movies this time around. No, we kind of went loose, loosey goosey. Yeah. Of course we had um going on the continuing with a somber note. Um
3: Yeah, the movie
1: movie <laughs> side of the shit. Movie side of the thing, we also lost Chadwick Boseman. Oh man, um, which was a huge loss. Um, that is
3: another depressing hit. Like you what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, he was way too young too. Like, what is up with this?
1: Yeah, Can't, super you wanna, super. You young. Give it some break. And it was like, man, he was just getting like he had. He was going to have a, a, a an amazing career. He had an amazing career ahead of him. Like everything that he had done up to this point was just fucking so
2: good.
3: I know. Like he was great in Black Panther. I watched The Five Bloods and like he was great in that.
1: Yeah. And then Marshall, uh, absolutely fantastic in Marshall. Mm-hmm. He's in what, 42? Um,. He was in what else was he
2: in? Let's see, yeah, he was in.
1: Oh, we yeah. got, oh, we yeah. got <laughs> Twenty One Bridges. I still want to watch that. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. He was in Marshall, uh, which was um, we just recently watched that, and it was fucking fantastic. It was so good. Um, yeah, and he has this had this ability to um i don't know is this chameleon like ability because he would you'd be like that's chadwick bozeman but at the same time you're like wait that's chadwick Boseman?" because <laughs> he just like became that role
2: yeah like he was uh, a br- like he is a he was fuck yeah sad
3: i still say is uh. yeah yeah he was just a super good actor like yeah like I'm not even a huge Marvel head when I think we talk about this every time we do movies, but yep, him as Black Panther, like he broke that mold. Like he was such a great superhero character, you know?
2: Yeah, um, like, he had
3: that regal air about him, but he wasn't snooty. Like just like somebody you, anyone could look up to, and I thought it was excellent that like he gave young black kids someone they could say, "Hey, that's my superhero."
1: Yeah like role model and not just role model but king right yeah
3: total king like he was like even off screen he was such a really cool guy like even when he's in the middle of battling cancer he'd go see children at the cancer wards yeah like you could tell he was genuinely happy to try to make their days brighter even though you know who knows what's going on in his head with his own battle right and yeah there's there's been yeah, a, he, like a, shouldered all that like it's just incredible
1: there's been a few articles kind of addressing that too like how he kept it a secret because he didn't want it getting out one um and chance to like lose roles yeah and then um two how he was in uh, like 21 bridges and the five bloods um and he had basically like kind of a team to to help him basically make it through the fucking day probably yeah um and how people thought on the outside looking in that he was kind of like this prima donna and he was like oh people thought that he was just buying into this you know hollywood life and he was larger than life and all this other shit but it was really like he was sitting here with stage three and stage four cancer like yeah and, and, and working like fucking working it and he just needed that support um yeah people talking about how you shouldn't be judging, um, you know, people, cause you don't know their fucking trauma. You don't know what they're going through. And of course, yeah. you know, that sounds, you know, that's like an Instagram or Facebook happy, you know, uh, you know, type of thing, but it's, it's real. Kind of like, unless yeah. you
3: really know the person or get a chance to talk to them, you have no idea what's going on in their heads mm-hmm. or in their bodies or anything. If yeah, exactly. Run off assumptions, especially in Hollywood. Like, you can have an artist who's going through some hellacious shit, and you're just like, well, this guy's just being an asshole. Yeah. We've seen that how many times. <clears throat> yeah. It's like, no, he's got, he's a human. Like, he might be in this completely alien world to the rest of us, but they have their own inner monologues, and their lies are yeah. dealing with. Like, it's just, it's probably. I wouldn't say a greater experience. It's just like a totally different experience because you're in that kind of realm.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: None of us have any comprehension. Like, I have no idea what the fuck it's like to be Ben Affleck on a daily basis, right? And you can yeah. like stretch that out philosophically. Like, nobody knows anyone's
2: fucking <laughs> what
1: they're going right. through. So. Yeah, unless like you are like you know, unless you're a fucking direct asshole to somebody else, like, and it's blatant there. You know? Yeah. Okay. And cool. Can- if if you can tell, it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, but if then if it's like if it's a contained thing, and you know, you you see people, I don't know, fucking acting like they're having you know some sort of problem. There there might be a reason behind yeah.
2: it,
1: and it could go
3: like anywhere on the gamut, like just depression, or maybe they are on this uh, spectrum, like you don't know. So yeah, the best thing to do is get to know them. Like yeah. I don't know maybe you'll find out they are just an asshole and he can be like, well, you know, fuck right. off. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of assholes out there that are just assholes to be assholes. Yeah. plenty yeah. Of not, <laughs> We're not saying that that's, you know, not the reality, but then also yeah. that there are people who on the outside, look at it and they might be an asshole. There might be some prima Donna, but there's fucking, there might be an actual, a real legitimate reason why they're like that.
3: Yeah. And I kind of <clears> wonder <throat> too, like about Chadwick how much of his like what he was dealing with kind
1: of kind of fueled him as an actor. hmm. Yeah. Um, especially in something like, well, he's, he had many iconic roles. Almost yeah. every one of his roles were really iconic. You had him playing Marshall, uh, Thorgood, You had, um, yeah. or Thurgood Marshall rather. Um, and then you had him playing, um, in 42, uh, for what Jackie Robinson, yeah. um, Black Panther, of course. Um, oh, yeah becoming a King um, and knowing the scope uh, that the, that those roles would have like an impact on people. Um, I was reading an interview with Ryan Coogler who directed black Panther. And from the outside, he was, you know, he didn't even know if the the film was really going to work at at some points in time. But Chadwick was like, we are, we're doing something that is going to be like, you know, earth shattering. Like he already believed in it because I think he, he might've realized the impact that um, such a role and such a character would have, especially on a younger generation of black kids because they didn't have, you know, they don't have a captain America. They don't have an iron man. They didn't have all the the things that we do growing up with white, you know, as a white kid, we have so many fucking role models and we see ourselves everywhere, but he understood that like, what was going to happen and what was going to come from black Panther.
3: Yeah. I mean, like that was a, something I saw, like some of the more hateful, ignorant motherfuckers start spouting like, Oh, they already had like blade and stuff like before, like you had some, it wasn't as big as black right. Panther. You had some characters that definitely were more on the good side, but it always seems like a lot of the black heroes are always anti heroes.
1: Yeah, that and I just I don't I don't like when you know you you don't get to tell me you don't get to decide for me who I should look up to and you don't get other people don't get to decide for a younger generation especially if you're a white person or you know even if it doesn't even matter like you are not the person you are talking to yeah you don't get to decide for them it's their decision if they don't want to you know be like oh. I, I like Blade, but, you know, he's not a king, you know? He's a badass, okay, cool, but he doesn't have that air of royalty about him or whatever else, like, for whatever reason that people want to, like, hold, uh, you know, Chital- or T'Challa up higher than fucking Blade. You let yeah. them.
3: He can't dictate that. Like, it's, exactly. I mean, we're, we're two white guys. I'm not about to tell people who they're. Right. Like, you, know, you should just be happy with what you have. Like, that is such a diminishing stance.
1: Yeah, it's super condescending. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not ever going to be like, oh, well, you know, you had you Michael you? Jordan, you know? Yeah. you need a real a hero. hero. Yeah.
3: Like, you don't need another Captain America. You already had Superman. Yeah. Like, I just stupid. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. So, but. we watched the five Bloods. Uh, speaking of movies he was in, mm-hmm. well, wasn't my favorite Spike Lee joint. Yeah. But, I mean, Chadwick knocked it out of the park.
1: Yeah, we, uh, I think we started that, and then it just got too late, and we didn't realize how long of a movie it was. Um, yeah, that
3: was surprising, too. I didn't realize it was going to be that long. But <laughs> Yeah, I just, need, just I need to finish it. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I just... I, uh, I don't know, the action <clears throat> kind of... Movie aspect of it, I didn't think it was necessary.
2: Yeah,
3: like you could have made a pretty impactful movie without these old guys having to pick up rifles. Yeah, I won't ruin it. Since right, wants- yeah, no. Um,
1: I did. I did watch. Uh, well, we watched Black Panther. I think the day of that, we mm-hmm. we we found out that he passed again. You know, such a fantastic movie, fantastic role. Um, yeah. and that was two years after uh, Civil War came out. And he was in Civil War, uh, Captain America, Civil War, and like he he about stole the fucking movie when he was in. He did did such a fantastic job, and like he he's done like some really phenomenal roles before that. But him coming into uh, this movie and he's up against you know uh, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. um, Yeah and he held his own and yeah i mean any scene that he was in he fucking owned that scene and you're like damn i like that got me even more hyped for black panther itself like the movie yeah he stuck Um, out
3: when i watched that like i kind of liked the uh uh, spy movie kind of aspect to that movie yeah yeah that kind of theme i guess
1: and I liked that how he was a dynamic character in that movie, right? You know,
3: yeah, he, he was just propelling some minor plot point. Like he was a right fleshed out character.
1: Yeah, and like you know, it was vengeance for the murder of his father. Um, and then kind of on the outside looking in, he was he, he was wise enough to see um what was happening, and then yeah. you know, dynamic enough to change. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I was reading into uh, or reading about Ryan Coogler and how he was deciding to take on Black Panther, mm. and how um, he, you know, he was watching like the early footage from Civil War, and it was um, Chadwick and speaking with uh, the character who played his king, and they're uh, speaking in their own that own language, and you know, and. Uh, Ryan was like, "Oh, well, what is this?" And they, it was an actual language, and it was because Chadwick wanted um, a real language from Africa to represent Wakanda, and he had learned it so that they could actually have that dialogue. Like that was Chadwick's choice. That wasn't nice. somebody else's choice, like in, in the in the script or anything. That was his idea. And then they, you know, uh, he was like, "Man, if he's going to sit there and learn this." other language and oh, i was like a span of two days or something like <laughs> that um you know ryan was like fuck you know i i i think that that basically got him to sign on to direct black panther yeah. just like uh chadwick's dedication to the role
3: was it a like actual language or is it kind of like klingon where they made up one
1: no it's a real language it's um huh. i i would um murder how to say it it's uh, it's because there's a there's a click in there that i i cannot do uh, um but yeah. it's 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 like co- kosa um it's x h o s a
3: oh man that click the african language like the dialect thing just a side note the like, clicking thing like mm-hmm. oh, it's so rad to me like i don't understand like i don't get it like, Yeah. yes <laughs> Not my background. Yeah.
1: And it's but, like you'll you could listen to it. Like I've heard them say how to say that the language, right?
3: Yeah. Like but you hear them my, speaking this stuff. You're like, damn, that's cool. Like what other cultures have?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like <clears throat> I I lack the oral ability to make that sound. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean
2: you
3: you guys have heard us butcher enough black metal band names. Like- <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah we can't and even I, handle that <laughs> and those are just a bunch of white people like i, I i'm terrible with it that's oh hey, uh, wow. shit don't add clicks to that i can't do it Listen. yeah or umlauts or some other shit over All it right. but yeah no it's a it's a real language um and it's uh, i'm looking at it now it's so it's colt col- col- i don't know um where, I'll, where's I'll the click to, what yeah, part just, of it where does the click butcher it um yeah approximately 19 million people uh, in the world speak it it is recognized oh, cool. as one of the 11 official languages of south africa and mm-hmm. one of 16 languages of zimbabwe oh that's cool so um and they wanted it so that they could represent you know they wanted something real um so that they could represent you know wakanda as like a real place within africa right on <clears throat> and that was a Chadwick Bozeman influence into the, you know, decisions. And then also like um the w- the colors and everything else. Like there's a documentary on Black Panther with Ryan Coogler and all the different choices and everything that they made stylistically and artistically so that um like it wasn't just some hoo-ha oh you just wanted to do like this. No, there's there's reasons why they did everything in Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and it's all drawn from the different cultures uh, in Africa. Right on. Go yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last another big loss for the other part of our podcast and yeah. life. And, hey, fucking what? A, what a shit show here. What? Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Extremely. And
3: everyone can gather around in agreement with that statement.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's really shitty. And then, you know, like I had posted something on my social media, my personal one, like, it was like, um, you know, fuck cancer. Like that was it. Fuck cancer. And somebody wanted to come on and, and, and try to post a reply and like, Oh, well, you know, it's, you didn't even know the guy, blah, blah, blah. What about the people? Why would you argue about that? Yeah. Like what one, you know, going back to like, I, I don't tell other people how to fucking mourn or who to mourn. Like you don't get to come to me and I didn't know the guy. All right, cool. But he's left like a a major impact on me because I'm a nerd. I love fucking superhero movies. I love comic book movies. I also love all the other movies that he's been in. He's a He was phenomenal jobs in them, you know? And like somebody want to come to me and tell me like, Oh, you didn't know him. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, dude. So I I, I ended up deleting it, but,
3: like condescending as hell I'd put that back
2: on
1: but like even if like how does this person know um or not know like fuck cancer yeah I could have had personal experiences with cancer you know I could have lost like family members or friends relatives whoever and and somebody wants to just be an asshole and just like Mm uh Narrow minded motherfuckers, man. I don't
3: understand at all how somebody could argue against this or like that phrase. Right? Like, yeah. Like it's still not a good thing that he died of cancer, regardless of if you did not like movies or not. He was a good talent. He was a young guy. He had a lot of he clearly had a lot of talent left to give. Yeah. Yeah. Like who knows what he would have made. But you
2: know, yeah, fuck. Ugh.
3: Yeah,
2: if, no. if that guy fuck listens
3: me. to this, fuck you for arguing against my homie. Mm hmm. Yeah. Coming straight from Satan's sloth.
2: Yeah. So,
3: yeah. um, Do you watch got any, any other movies? Or? <laughs> Do we got
1: any positive notes here? Uh, uh, fuck.
3: I watched Eternal Sunshine of the
1: Spotless Mind again. Oh, that's a really good movie. That's a fucked up, deep, crazy movie, but it's a really good movie.
3: Yeah, speaking of like other movies but (laughs) yeah yeah i just always liked the uh like a lot of the effects in that movie because it was really trippy
1: yeah and a lot of them were too yeah
3: practical and in camera stuff yeah which i thought was pretty fucking crazy (laughs) the more i like about movies and if i rewatch it like every few years or so like i pick Mm -hmm. up like how the fuck like how the hell did you even have the audacity? say, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen it, it's a movie about stars Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. And there's apparently a technology existing in this universe where you can erase painful memories. Mm-hmm. Or whatever memory you want to get rid of. So they have a bad breakup and Kate Winslet erases Jim Carrey's character. and From uh, her mind. From her yeah. memory. Yeah. So he gets pissed and does the same thing but you go on this journey through his head where he kind of like I think it's kind of akin to lucid dreaming where he kind of realizes what's happening while he's
2: unconscious Mm -hmm.
3: and he realizes he's made a mistake because like as fucked up as their relationship was he still loves her even though they broke up or whatever so he's like frantically trying to save memories of her while they're erasing his memory, like actively erasing it. I kind of enjoy, like, the premise, if you just put it straight on paper, they could have gone a really dark route, but they kind of kept it more uh, light.
1: I mean, it's still kind of a
3: dark movie. Yeah, it's not... I mean, it's not like a happy, happy movie, but they could have made it some depressing fucking sci-fi mess, but they kind of... Like, I felt they had... A bit of a hopeful tone, especially considering the ending. Mm-hmm. But I watched some. Uh, I was actually, my interest was peaked enough that I watched a few reviews on YouTube about people's interpretation of it, where the character Kate Winslet's character was Clementine when she her speech mm-hmm. was like, "I, I don't want people to think of me as some savior or some fucking symbolic thing." So somebody was saying like the reason they got back together and it's probably going to work this time is because all his memories are erased. So his previous relationship, she was kind of that symbol, even though she told him he didn't want to be. Yeah. But now his head is scrubbed clean so he can go into this relationship again. Right. A fresh slate and not, not bone it up.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I can see that.
3: But yeah, the cinematography is fucking crazy. Like, the like i said i've i'm interested in filmmaking and how they do things and even before i knew jack shit about movies i was like this is insane like yeah a lot of those you think would be uh, computer shots but they were just they figure a way out to do things like by so like yeah. there's a scene where like the entire background of jim carrey's fogged out You're like it oh, must have been some kind of cgi foam like i don't know we right. find out it was just two guys at the fogged out plate of glass walking behind Jim carry like, like shit. Like we're so desensitized to practical effects. I didn't even consider that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and it's I mean, well, these days, like everybody, they they want to do CGI with like for the most mundane thing. Yeah. You know, like
3: it, it is crazy because you watch other movies and they're like, oh, this part was CGI. Like, what the fuck? Like I
1: wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, I did just watch um, the new Bill and Ted movie. Oh, yeah. I got to watch it still. And it was great. Um, It Kind of super cheesy, like you should expect from a Bill and Ted movie. Um, But it was like they had a lot of like nods and, uh, you know, kind of throwbacks to the the previous two. But it was still like it was was a fun, like kind of lighthearted take you know especially nowadays um yeah with everything that's going on in the world we have enough darkness (laughs) yeah so it was i I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun um i i often wonder because we were watching it and uh you know keanu reeves and uh who is it's um what's his name alex winter
2: yeah
1: they're you know they've been around forever now Um, since they played like these kind of like, whoa, dude, what? (laughs) Yeah, I just wonder if they're like, if on the set they're like, all right, Keanu, um, I need you to act like uh, just a fucking moron. (laughs) And how that, like, how you get in that headspace of like, oh, dude, what do you think, man? Yeah, stop thinking entirely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and like Alex Winter, I you know you don't even. I don't think I've seen him in anything else other than Bill and Ted movies, but he was actually in a bunch of different things. Um, even recently. Hmm. And then, um, so there, uh, else you got, you have their two daughters. Of course, each one of them has a daughter, um, and they're fantastic in it. Um, what kind of was a bummer was Bill and Ted were married to the princesses from uh, previous movies, but it wasn't, they weren't the same act, actresses. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure they would have changed 20 years anyway. And they probably wouldn't look the same from, you know, yeah. the previous movies. But I was like, man, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, that, that didn't really detract from the movie experience. It was still a great movie. Speaking well, of Bill and we'll Ted, and next, what? Well, we'll go with good movie. I'm not sure yeah. if it's
3: a great movie, but it was a good movie. If it entertained you. Yeah. It wasn't like you left feeling pissed off. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought <laughs> It wasn't like, $20.
3: Last should I? I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like that at all.
3: <laughs> uh, speaking of, like, old school 80s throwback comebacks, I still have to watch Cobra Kai.
1: <laughs> Bro. <laughs> uh, I we are currently working through. I think we're on the season finale of season nice. one.
2: Yeah,
1: it is so good, and it's good in ways that you don't think that it should be. It has no right to be. Yeah. um <laughs> Like you, you, you'd think that like it should just be like this cheat easy kind of oh hey we're you know cash grab of a show. I guess I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it's actually a pretty multi dimensional show. Like there's. You know the the main character in Cobra Kai is the the bad kid from the first movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> got kicked in the face.
1: Yeah, he got fucking crane kicked in the face in the championship.
3: Yeah. Arguably, that was an illegal move, and he shouldn't have won. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> so, so it's funny is there's like there's a, a video on YouTube where it talks about how Danny LaRusso was the it's bad like, yeah. guy in the movies. <laughs> And it makes perfect fucking sense, because uh, he like picks fights with Johnny and then fucks with him and tries to steal his girlfriend and all this other shit. I are a dick. Yeah, it's um, kind of like
3: uh, Top Gun, where Tom Cruise is like you'll watch it again later on and I'm like, yeah, Iceman was right. You are a dick. Yeah, you
1: are a fucking dick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, dude, Cobra Kai is great, and it's like there's no so. You, it, I mean, it may mostly centers around Johnny. and johnny is still i mean he's kind of like he's kind of a piece of shit but also (laughs) daniel danny Larusso is in it and he is also a piece of shit like everybody (laughs) in the show is like you're like i don't know who i'm supposed to root for like everybody's (laughs) an asshole like i love Uh, that that that's not just um you know the quintessential oh this is a coming of age story or it's like a redemption arc story or whatever else like there's just a bunch of, like, everybody's pretty real and multi-dimensional. Like, they have their good bits, and then they have their bad bits. And you're just like, fuck, man. How, how does it show <laughs> the way that it is? It shouldn't be as good as it is.
3: <laughs> yeah, right? I'm definitely probably going to watch that after we get done with this.
1: Yeah, it's it's really, really good.
3: I got to watch the trailer. I'm not sh- Oh, shit. I'm not sure if my wife would want to watch it, too, because she's already crashed out. But yeah. Like she apparently has seen Karate Kid like a ton of times in the eighties. Like, as you know, most eighties yeah. kids have. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. man, it looks so good. Like, I don't know just the trailer alone. Like just seeing Johnny's depressing alcoholic delve into like, oh fuck, like my yeah. life just turned out the way it needed to be. Then you see the main character kid. He's just used car salesman, dickweed, like. Like, yeah, yeah, life gets us all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, in the end, you know, <laughs> '80s were a great time for everybody. Now it's all fucked.
3: Like, yeah, you're not no king shit kung fu hero. Like, you're slinging used kias. <laughs> <geas. laughs> it's, so,
1: it's so great, man. And his like whole thing is bonsai trees. Like every customer leaves with a bonsai tree. You're like what the hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's really fucking good though.
3: Right on, I'll probably start it. Oh,
1: hey, have you watched Hannibal?
3: Oh, Jesus. Maybe,
1: oh, fuck. I gotta watch that
3: and Leftovers.
1: Yeah, yeah, you need to finish Leftovers, too, because that's a fucking fantastic show.
3: Dude, that one, like, really reminds me, like, gives me uh, (laughs) I keep bringing up fucking Marvel movies. I'm not even the Marvel guy. It's like the (laughs) ground-level effects of the Thanos snap.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's very similar, yeah. definitely.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's no um, explanation as far as I am in the
1: plot, but, yeah, um, and there isn't throughout the whole oh, fucking show. And that's one oh, of the things that i I like be about it
3: completely confused,
1: <laughs> yeah. Every, it just fucking happened. and i I love that it doesn't have to spoon feed information to the audience, yeah, because um, there's. You know, there's a lot of shows and movies and everything else these days where it What's has that? to explain everything and it has to uh, like just draw it out for everybody. And it'll be like, oh, I hate that. Like, oh, just, this guy's doing this thing. And then it'll give you a flashback that you just saw 20 minutes ago. And you're like, yeah, I I'm fucking, I could figure that out on my own. You know? Yeah, we, we got there. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's kind of
3: similar. Like, uh, my wife was reading uh, Grapes of Wrath. Mm-hmm. i don't know if you've read that before like it's been a or. long
1: time yeah <laughs> like
3: talking about how fucking descriptive shit is and i was thinking like i usually read like chuck Palahniuk, and he's very uh minimalist yeah so like when you get used to a certain kind of way an art form works like you can fill in things with your own head right so when you shift it and it's like Oh, this guy's gonna spoon feed you everything. Like you're like, oh, this is too much input. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that's one of the things that like I just I don't like in modern storytelling. Um, yeah. And of course, *Grapes of Wrath* was a long time ago. But yeah. I'm yeah. not
3: saying it's a bad book. I mean, I'm not gonna right. crack John Steinbeck. That's just a different style. Yeah, fuck
1: that guy, John. Who do you think he is? <laughs> Never made anything of himself, John back,
3: <laughs> <The Triple M laughs> we just locked the entire literary community
1: <laughs> but Podcast. i mean it, like in modern storytelling like uh, you know they they have this this propensity to like just sketch everything out for the viewer and it, you know they can't use their own fucking imagination you know
3: yeah that drives me nuts like I like writing as a hobby. Like, I've never had anything published or anything, but... Yeah. I just don't like over description.
1: Right. And I guess like, that's... Lost one- in the
3: weeds, and then, like, three pages later, you're like, I'm still in the same room I was in, and nothing happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's, I, I guess it's one of the good things about Lost, the TV show Lost, was oh. <laughs> that they would they would have so much shit going on and then they wouldn't explain it later, but also, nah, you don't need them. <laughs> you wait, don't need but anything. also, yeah, they also they did that because they just didn't want to fucking write anymore. They're like, yeah. Hey, would this be a good idea? Yeah, throw it in. Well, how would he explain it? We don't give a fuck. Okay. Yeah, boom. that's I your mean, problem. Just go on. Like you're part of this. Like you're writing it
3: in your head, you figure it out.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that honestly,
3: um, probably spawned its own industry of like fan theorists writing books. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, that and J.J. Abrams is now just a master of like never fucking yeah. thinking of repercussions of his any of his decisions.
3: Yeah, we're gonna do this, and like three days later, like why? The this? Yeah.
1: Oh, we're not ever gonna readdress that at all. Ever fuck that.
3: I do appreciate
1: leftovers
3: because, like I was telling you, it kind of gave me the same vibe as some of those ABC one-off like event series. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Those always felt like. Total deflated punks of crap after you watch like three episodes.
1: Yeah. And, uh, this well, one, and like the
3: acting and writing and directing always has seemed to stay tight.
1: Yeah. Um it it really I don't know. I don't like the second season as much as the first and third season, but it's a higher rated season, so fuck me, I guess. Um <laughs> What do you know? Yeah, what do I fucking know? <laughs> but like um I think for for me, I think that the reason why is the first season and the third season they have this, um, there's like this uh, audacity of hope that is it intermixed and weaved into the narrative. Yeah. Um. There, like, there's these guy, there's these people that are just have gone through like a tremendous amount of like, you know, such shit. Everybody's left. Um. And there's people like picking up the pieces and they don't know anything or whatever else. All of the, like the heartbreak that goes through the show, yeah. but they have this hopefulness still in them. All of the characters, you know, um, in the first, in the first season, you know, they're going through this, but they have this human spirit, like this spirit that makes them keep going because maybe things will be better or whatever. At yeah. least that's what I get from the first and third season. You haven't seen the third season yet, of course. No. But I'm the second season the <laughs> Yeah, the second season I think kind of loses that. And it and it goes on to a different type of narrative and it's it's of course not its fault cuz it needed to change it up. All right, cool. But I think that it loses a little bit of that luster from the first season. Mm-hmm. But it's a I mean every all of the whole cast is amazing, right? Justin yeah. Theroux fucking is uh, just a, a ma I don't know how he's so good at what he does. He's a f- such a great actor. And yeah. then um, the whoever um, is it Amy, Amy Brenneman, who plays his wife in the first season, um, Christ- Christopher Eccleston, who was of Doctor Who fame. He's a mm. uh, fantastic um. The kids that are in it, everybody just does such a phenomenal job.
3: Nice. I'll definitely have to keep up with that. I'm not sure if I want to just power through that and then go to Hannibal because I'm still watching Expanse. Like I'm terrible with TV shows. Uh,
1: Yeah, Hannibal is. uh, I don't know. I I I kind of want to get you into like maybe like the first episode or two of Hannibal. Yeah. Just to just to be able to talk like. Just film nerd shit with you in that show, nice. Because they take risks in that show that you, you. It could be like on a like on a Netflix show or whatever else. But Hannibal was on like ABC or CBS for a while.
3: Yeah, it seems like a CBS property.
1: Yeah, and then you know, I'm not sure, but let's see what was it? Because it's on. I think that they came out, like, the third season was supposed to be on Netflix. Huh. Um, yeah. let's they see.
2: bought it, I think.
1: Yeah, it was out on bum, bum,
2: broadcast. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, no, NBC. So NBC had it. And then uh, I think they made the first two seasons, and then Netflix picked it up for the third season? I could be wrong.
3: I think you're right. I remember hearing about it
1: yeah like they um dropped it and netflix was like you can't drop that that's too good <laughs> it's yeah and then of course they made another season and they're like all right we're done um yeah. <laughs> so, well it's i think it's still up in the air um the two uh the two leads hugh dancy and um uh who's the other guy um Mo- mods mickelson good old mods. Uh, mods um i guess that they've they've had post show um kind of like interviews and stuff where that it's kind of hinted like there might be a third one or a fourth season. So we'll see mm. how that goes. I don't know. It's possible. Um, are you gonna
3: make me watch something and just crush me when it doesn't have
1: <laughs> uh here here I'm just I'm telling you, man, you'll you'll watch it and you'll be like, How did this how is this on network TV at all? One. Uh just right. because of the risks and like the film nerdery that is in it. Um yeah. It's so good, man. All right. Well maybe I'll watch some of that. Like just start yeah, tuning out. You know, and then save um, you know, save Cobra Kai for when the wife is awake.
3: Yeah, I'll see what, if she yeah. wants to watch it or not. She should. Hopefully.
2: All right, well, we'll yeah. see you know, we're going yeah.
3: on an hour and a half and two going
2: Shit. on an hour, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hour
1: and a half. Yeah, not bad. Um, no, yeah, you got anything else that you want to talk about?
3: Somber, like I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we'll end it on a positive note. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> Cobra Kai.
1: Cobra <laughs> Kai. Super good.
2: Gonna learn some karate. Yeah.
3: We're gonna turn this podcast into an all-karate podcast.
1: Yeah, it'll be um, uh, K-pop. K-pop. Uh, it'll be K-pop, but also the K will stand for karate, so it'll be K-pop. karate pop. Karate, pop.
3: karate pop. Yeah. There's a genre I haven't heard of. Maybe you should go make some
2: music.
1: <laughs> um well there was that that one fucking song from um, everybody was kung fu Fighting. well there was that one yeah um but then there was also from uh kung fury oh soundtrack god kung fury <laughs> so you have that on vinyl i should have that on vinyl i actually fucking love that soundtrack Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's so
3: ridiculous i love it
1: david hasselhoff Doing Jeez. fucking the soundtrack for that. Like
3: how? Yeah. It's like, why not? Why not? How,
1: you gotta have some balls to be like, hey, uh, Mr. Mr. Hoff, Mr. Hasselhoff. We got this not... ridiculous movie, and we want you to do the music. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous, and we want you to sing the title track for it.
3: Like, hey, uh, I'm already be fantastic. Yeah. Like, I'm in, guys. I don't even yeah. need an explanation. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh
2: my Prop-
3: God. There's
1: supposed to be a sequel coming out sometime soon. I um,
3: um, wonder if it'll hold up to the original.
1: Oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is supposed to be in it. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking Michael Fassbender, Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: <laughs> oh, Lord.
3: They're
1: all attached to it. So oh. awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm already in.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, David
1: Hasselhoff let's... apparently might be playing. Uh, a Terminator because he's credited as Hoff 9000. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing.
3: That movie's fucking super over the top.
1: Yeah. I can't wait for Yeah.
3: yeah I should rewatch that before I watch anything.
1: <laughs> is it out? What? Because apparently None it has 3.5 out of 5. How is that oh. possible?
3: You can't prejudge this. Like,
1: yeah, you can't prejudge it a future classic.
3: Yeah, what's wrong with you? This is going to be right up there with Citizen Kane.
1: Filming began 2019. So it's, uh, apparently it's officially wrapped. It wrapped on September 25th of 2019. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm going to have to figure out how to watch that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I found a pirated copy. Yeah.
1: yarr.
2: Alright, uh, yeah. You got anything yeah. else? We're done? No nah. with
3: this, with this yeah. episode. It's a good good sized episode.
1: Yeah, I think we covered um, you know, some poignant moments. We had some yeah, you know, we had some good memorable things. Talked about um you know Riley and, and Chadwick, you
3: know, yep. rest in good. peace. Got a lot rest of good music. Rest in power,
1: rather, because you have power trip and a king, so rest yeah. in power.
3: Yeah, that's a theme. Yeah. For this one.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I don't have anything else.
3: Nope. We are good. Tell All right a then. A week or two.
1: Yeah. Who even knows anymore?
3: Yeah, COVID time. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> well, I guess until next time, you know. Stay metal and stay safe.
3: Yeah. Wash your hands.
1: Wash your hands. Wear a mask.
3: Yeah. Filthy animals.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Goodbye.
1: Later. Crack.